Okay. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite film podcast, The Average Film Enjoyer. I'm going to take these off because you can see the reflection. Um, I am one of your average film enjoyers, Trey the Film Noob. Uh, and unfortunately, Jagger could not join me today because of other plans, but I am joined today by my good friend, Evan. Evan, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Um, so usually what we do is I would ask like Letterboxd top four, but since it's the holidays, uh, what, what is your top four Christmas movies? And I think you said those are your Letterboxd top four. Yeah, right, right now. now they are. So one of them is pure recency bias. Cause I watched the holdovers twice in like three days and oh, I loved it. Yeah. So right now it's not, I mean, it's probably sitting in my like top 10 favorite Christmas movies. I mm -hmm. really loved it. So that's sitting yeah. there. And then I've got Die Hard, just a classic. I remember the first time I saw it, yep. my dad, my mom was off, you know, with her friends for a weekend. And my dad picked me and my brother up. And he's like, we're watching Die Hard. And I was like, 10 years old, maybe it was core memory for me. I love Die Hard. Yeah. It's it's just a classic. I love all the Die Hard movies, except, you know, Die Hard 5 is pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then I I've agree. got a Christmas story. That's a classic. Okay. That's my Christmas day tradition i've seen it every single year probably since i've been born i don't know i don't remember back that far but yeah. that's you know we do stockings and a christmas story on the tv in the background absolute oh, yeah. classic it hasn't aged yeah. particularly well but it's still <laughs> still still a banger still love it and then yeah. uh, elf just a classic yeah. feel good you know it's hilarious it's yeah it's changed you know when i was a kid it's like have you seen these toilets they're ginormous maybe the hardest i've ever laughed at like 10 years old but then now it's just it just hits in a different way but it's still a classic mm. and i still love it so yeah, yeah. and then, like i i do love christmas movies me and my girlfriend we just binge through like all the netflix christmas movies even the really shitty ones like no matter oh, what God. we watched all we watched all of the christmas princes we watched christmas switch we watched last last night we watched uh christmas wedding planner horrific movie but oh, you know we we just get into the <laughs> we get into that rhythm of really bad christmas movies and just embrace it yeah, yeah. how about yeah, you what are your top those... four i mean it's really hard for me i feel like it changes every yeah. year right. um a guilty pleasure of mine is, and of my family's is Daddy's Home 2. Oh, uh, shit. It's, it's so ridiculously funny. Um, I really like that one. Uh, Christmas with the Cranks is a classic. Uh, yeah, that's a good Anything, one. Any Christmas movie with Tim Allen, I feel like you can't go wrong. Any of the Santa Claus movies. Um I don't know. Die Hard, of course. Lethal Weapon. Mm, Eyes Lethal Wide Weapon's Shut. a classic. Oh, yeah. I just watched Eyes Wide Shut for the first time this year. It's amazing. And it's comfortably sitting at my number one Kubrick. And I wow, saw two thousand. Yeah, and I saw two thousand one: A Space Odyssey in theaters this year. And it's that I just that was, was unbelievable. Yeah, it was in a pretty rundown, like old retro theater. So I mean, the yeah. screen quality wasn't greatest, but. It was a really yeah. cool experience to see that on the big screen. But yeah, oh, like bet. Eyes Wide Shut just blew me away. And just there's so much intrigue behind it. And the mood is so it's just so eerie and intense the whole yeah, way through it. And it's, it's a long movie, but like the 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 pacing's really great. 
Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I want to watch it again. I've I've been trying to go through Kubrick's movies because I I didn't have a few of them logged. Yeah, which which ones are you, you still haven't seen? Do you have any uh, big ones? Yeah, let me that pull it up. Seen? I watched Full Metal Jacket for the first time last month. Or oh yeah, that's that's a which, great. That's like number two or three for me. Which I really liked. I liked it a lot. I thought the first half was exceptional. And then I found the first part of the Vietnam section dipped a little in quality. And then the moment they mm. hit that like holdout with the sniper at the like last half hour, 30 minutes, whatever, really, yeah. really, really good. That was yeah. incredible. And the visuals, once it hits nighttime, was just out of this world. Loved it. So I gave that a five. I was debating between a five and a 4.5, but I really loved it. Barry yeah, Lyndon, like- I watched... Go ahead. I was just going to say, Full Metal Jacket is an interesting one because it just feels like two different movies. It like really he, does. It, it's like two very different vibes, and but yeah, it's 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 easily my favorite war film. Um, and Vincent D'Onofrio is so unbelievably terrifying as Private Pile. It's yeah, so good. It's it's unfortunate because like you know I was like sixteen maybe and I would see the bathroom scene, the fabled bathroom scene on like yeah. YouTube or whatever on like a Watch Mojo yeah. list, so I knew that was coming, but it still didn't really dampen my like love for the film. I that the pacing in that first half is insane, like it blows by and it's oh yeah really interesting. Yeah, like. He has like Vincent D'Onofrio just switches at that one point, and it's just so terrifying to see, you know, the, like the look in his eyes. He portrays so much emotion in his face; it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. He's so good. And then yeah. I watched Path of, Paths of Glory for the first time this year. I loved it. It was really good. I haven't seen that one yet, but I think it's either coming up. We're reviewing it on the pod this Friday or next Friday. I can't really remember. It's really good. I, I don't watch war movies a lot, but I do really enjoy them. So that one was Mm. great. And it's like 90 minutes. It's really fast paced. It's, it's great script. It's tense and it's sad. And yeah, it's just really, really good. I've seen clockwork orange. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I saw it. I liked it a lot. I need to rewatch it before I give it a definitive score. I haven't seen like Lolita, Fear and Desire, Spartacus. I still haven't seen mm-hmm. Doctor yeah. Strange. Love. I watched in. <laughs> I watched it in Poli Sci in university. Great. Oh movie. yeah, Super I, I watched that in my uh, American. I had this class my senior year of high school, uh, American history through film. Um, and we watched Doctor Strange Love, and that a underrated. I think it's his most underappreciated. I, I do too. So funny. It's hysterical, and it has like one of my favorite endings of all time. It's exactly. a classic. The yeah. killing I need to get to because I love heist movies, and I know it's like a heist on a train. Yeah, yeah, that's. Have one you seen that, that one? I'm gonna be, no, that's one I'm going to be watching this week. The ones I haven't seen, I haven't gotten around to Clockwork Orange yet. Oh, um, and then a lot of his early stuff. So like Spartacus, yeah. Lolita, The Killing, uh, I haven't gotten around to. But re- besides the Clockwork Orange, I've seen all the big ones. You've seen Barry um, Lyndon? Oh, except Barry Lyndon. Barry okay. Lyndon is another blind spot. Yeah. Yeah. Barry uh, Lyndon's interesting. A lot of the, you know, my brother, he's a 
he wasn't, you know, big into like acting in high school and stuff. And he was like, yeah, we watched mm-hmm. Barry Lyndon at school. It's this three hour period piece and it's super boring, but it's like, it's still pretty good. And I watched it for the first time through the Discord because everyone, you know, Seth and all of them, they love Barry Lyndon. And I'm yeah. kind of hit or miss on period pieces. Mm-hmm. Some of them I love, some of them I don't. Like Little Women, even. I'm not a huge fan of it. Like I have it at like a 3.5, surprisingly, just because yeah. it might have been my mood. But I loved Barry Lyndon. The first half is amazing, like absolutely amazing. And it's also one of those movies where it kind of feels like two different pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's still really, really good. So I was surprised with that, and like the three-hour runtime is, it goes by quick. He, he he's just a master, Kubrick. Oh, he's. I mean, he was he was like a certified genius because I think he had like a two hundred level IQ. Oh, really? And yeah, he was just like he he's unbelievable. Yeah, and um, then The Shining. Like, what can you say that hasn't already been said? It's just yeah, a that's my number two of all time. It's yeah. it's so damn. It's perfect. I know ne- um, I haven't. I've yet to see The Shining in theaters, but I remember I went to go see Doctor Sleep with my dad, mm-hmm. and the opening of Doctor Sleep is just the th- The Shining theme, and we were like shaking in our seats. We're like, holy shit! Like, I'm dying to see The Shining in theaters. Yeah, it's just so good. Yeah, um, a couple weeks ago, there was a theater downtown where I live uh, that was playing. They were doing a double feature, and they're kind of one of those more artsy theaters. So they right. do like, did they don't do like they don't they're not just like we're playing uh, this Marvel movie or whatever. But they did a double feature that night um, where they played the documentary Room Two Thirty Seven. Um, which was real shit, by the way. I've heard it's bad, yeah. (laughs) It's so bad. I think McGuigan has a star, star. It's it's a bunch of people who don't know what they're talking about. Um, But then after, they played, so certain theaters will do this, where they play The Shining forwards and backwards at the same time. So what they will layer the images on top of each other. And there's some images that match up in a really weird way. Yeah, It was like the trippiest thing I've ever seen, but it was it's, super cool. It's so funny because there's so many people who have these crazy conspiracy theories about like just all of Stanley Kubrick in general, The Shining, especially Eyes Wide Shut. Like, yeah, there's that whole conspiracy theory theory about like the 20 minutes that was cut from Eyes Wide Shut. And then, you know, he gets they say he got murdered, but like. He's such an interesting director that maybe he did put these things into his movie. Maybe he didn't. It's I'm yeah. I I do kind of want to watch Room Two Three Seven just to see some of those conspiracy it, theories and stuff because I feel like it definitely has some stuff that's that is plausible and some of the people make points that you're like oh I could see that but most right. of it is bullshit. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so yeah. Let's get. Do you want to get into some movie news? There's been yeah, absolutely. a lot this week. Yeah, um, absolutely. Obviously, let's start with the worst. Jonathan Majors convicted and found guilty on third degree assault and harassment. So fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck um, that guy. He's the worst. Uh, Marvel dropped him. Uh, thank goodness. Um, and what I wanted to talk, asked you about, um, mm-hmm. what would you like to see them do with? Obviously, would you like to see them recast? Would you like to see right. them just go in a whole different direction? Um, and I'm wondering for you, 
um, what would you like to see? Yeah, so I used to be a massive Marvel fan. It fell off massively after Endgame, especially because of COVID. Like, not seeing Marvel yeah. movies in the theaters really dampened the experience and, you know, kind of... Yeah. And they were just punching TV show after TV show. And WandaVision mm -hmm. was cool until the end when it was, you know, very blah. So I'm not as hot on Marvel as I used to be. I would like to see them scrap. I haven't seen Loki season two yet, but I know that a lot of people say it's kind of like that reset or an out mm -hmm. to a reset that you could get. I think Kang Dynasty, I don't know about a recast. I saw it today on Twitter, actually, because a lot of people are saying John Boyega would be really good yeah. for him. Yeah, and I, I saw that, that he responded to a tweet and he was like, I don't know, maybe not. So yeah. I think that recasting would be pretty messy and would maybe lead to Marvel writing in something to explain the recasting, which I think would be even messier, you know? Oh, 100%. so I think maybe just diving straight into Secret Wars, like re rewriting Avengers five to be a lead up into Secret Wars that doesn't use Kang and they, you know, set up Doctor Doom or they set up something grand. It's mm -hmm. interesting because like with Endgame kind of phasing out the core Avengers, they're still trying to like almost convince us of these new characters. And like with the young Avengers and they have just the TV shows are in this weird place where they're desperately trying to move the MCU forward, but yeah. they're, I don't want to say failing. Cause I, I haven't watched, I haven't seen a few of the recent ones. I watched Hawkeye and I watched, uh, uh, Winter Soldier watched WandaVision and Moon Knight. I actually really like Moon Knight, but oh, Moon Knight is easily the best. Yeah, one. oh, that I, was so I good. I see a lot of people critique Moon Knight, and I don't really know why, but I think that my favorite point in the MCU is those solo stories that aren't as connected, and that's why I love Guardians 3 so much. And even Shang-Chi, I'm yeah. super high on Shang-Chi compared to a lot of people, yeah. So I'd really like to see them do a, like, not necessarily a pure setup movie, but kind of just start fresh, not fully fresh, but go straight into the Secret War story because this Kang scenario is just really messy right now. And the MCU yeah. is full of mess, you know? What do you think about it? I mean, I I totally agree with you. I I held on a little bit longer. I right. I enjoyed a lot of the TV shows. I enjoyed a lot of the characters. They the a lot of the characters weren't delivered in the best way. Yeah. But I enjoyed the characters themselves. Uh like you said, Moon Knight, I thought was an I I mean that was just an overall great TV show. Yeah. Uh Falcon and Winter Soldier. I didn't think it was a terrible show, but I love those characters. WandaVision was solid. Um, I think Miss Marvel, I don't think the show is very good. But yeah. I do think Iman Vellani as Miss Marvel was excellent. One of the and... weird things about She-Hulk, sorry for cutting you off, She-Hulk and oh, Miss no, Marvel, the... those two characters are awesome. And the the pilots for both of, both of those shows, like the very early parts of those shows, I think are awesome. They're really fun. 
setting mm. it up and then when you kind of get into the nitty gritty and like she hulk's trying to shoe in daredevil and it, that's when it gets really convoluted and messy yeah and even hawkeye i didn't think hawkeye was terrible either i like no, the I... track the tracksuit mafia is some of the hardest yeah i've laughed during the mcu <laughs> yeah uh and, but there was just the way they delivered it what wasn't my favorite especially there's one scene that always comes to mind it's in um she hulk and it's when uh hulk or bruce or and uh i think her name is jennifer character uh are talking about like rage and having to control your rage you know and yeah. having to control your emotions and she talks about how like you don't know what it's like to have to control your emotions <laughs> um the and like i totally get where they were coming from because that's a totally true thing yeah uh, about women in our society how they aren't taken as seriously and how it, our society just isn't like the we live in a very sexist society and i get where they were coming from trying to make that statement but i wish they would have done it in a different way because she made the statement to a guy who's been yeah. labeled a weapon of mass destruction <laughs> For the yeah. past like 30 years and has been hunted down like an animal by every government of the world and i was like Duh! okay but uh i like appreciated the message they were trying to get across but with this kang stuff what i would like to see just scrap kang and as your big bad dr doom We've yeah. had so many chances to bring in Doctor Doom, who is mm -hmm. easily one of the coolest villains in the comics. Absolutely. And then that gives you room to bring in the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, that gives you some excuses to bring in the X-Men. I mean, so many characters come along with him that right. I would just love to see him. And it's a perfect in. setup for Secret Wars, you know? Like Exactly. Exactly. It's kind of tough with the fantastic four movie especially because there's a lot riding on it especially if they're gonna do dr doom as the forefront yeah. for the rest of the you know the the future of the mcu because exactly everyone is gonna critique the fantastic four no matter what people aren't gonna be happy with it people will be happy with it the casting choices are already like crazy people just going nuts over who's going to be the fantastic four and you know fan four stick is just a dumpster fire of a movie oh it's real but the fantastic four has never done a good movie yeah like, like they've never been done justice yeah the original really two i remember seeing them in theaters when i was a kid and i thought they were fun i have not rewatched them and i probably they're, won't <clears throat> they're pretty pretty media yeah yeah so I'm really curious to see what happens with the Fantastic Four movie because I feel like mm -hmm. that kind of is one of the big tests for the future of the MCU. And then, like the X Men, like you said, that is crazy. The X Men has had a lot of amazing movies and oh, some bad, yeah. some bad ones too, like Final or Final Stand, X Men Three, whatever it's called, and, and Last Stand, and X Men Origins are pretty bad but then yeah. you have the the new trilogy which is for the most part good yeah oh, i kind yeah. of Except i just i literally phoenix. i literally just forgot dark phoenix existed <laughs> yeah that was rough i and, haven't even seen it 
X-Men Apocalypse was like okay. Yeah. But the first two, X-Men First Class, bangs. Bang. X-Men Days of Future Past, debatably the best X-Men. Yeah, it's incredible. It's an absolute monument of a, of a you know comic book movie. It's so yeah. fucking good. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I just hope they bring in Doctor Doom. Yeah. Um, but uh let's see what else we got here. Oh, uh, I saw this today. Alan Richson, so the guy who is in the Reacher show, the I think it's a right. Prime original. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said he would like to play Batman, which I saw that. I don't think is a terrible idea. <laughs> I mean, he is like massive. Yeah, like just a Hulk of a man. But I think that could be interesting. Yeah, it could be for sure. And like, I think we have our, you know diehard comic book fan batman with robert pattinson so yeah maybe james gunn brings in a more you know friendly to the more you know casual moviegoer batman and Mm -hmm. maybe this guy is the perfect point like i see everywhere reacher season two 100 percent on rotten tomatoes it's the perfect dad show like this guy I'm could, sure it is. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I could see like, you know, this kind of actor who nails that, you know, classic dad action movie action show role being a yeah. good Batman. Yeah, I mean, my number one vote is still going to go to Jensen Ackles, especially oh. if James Gunn is going for younger actors. He's going for younger characters. Right. Uh, which we've already seen with his casting of Superman and Lois Lane and Lex Luthor, uh, Nicholas Holt, yeah. which I'm very excited for. So happy after he took multiple L's. Yeah. Um, so Jensen Ackles, I think, could be an interesting Batman. I think he yeah. has that kind of brooding. I mean, you see it a little bit in the boys, but just like the yeah. brooding, angry Absolutely. vibe. Uh, so I don't know. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I... I'm. I'm I'm all into anything James Gunn has his hands on. Oh, absolutely. He's just like best comic book movie director working today. He really doesn't miss. All of his yeah. movies are at least a four star. Absolutely. He's just so talented. Yeah, you kind of just like have that inherent trust with him that Yeah. You know, you'll see Twitter popping off about this and that, but you know, James Gunn has it in his bag like he is there and he is he he's just you know he's a reliable guy when it comes to comic book movies yeah yeah it's great and even yeah. even like dc we've seen him in the dc doing yeah the second suicide squad movie and it's excellent it's so much better than the first one um so i'm just happy uh that he is heading that up um and we are officially i believe it's a prequel getting a prequel to oceans 11 i saw that um, yeah and it oh who is cast to be it's I can't it's it's margot it. robbie and ryan gosling isn't it yes yeah i just saw that today so i can't remember the name of it uh let me look it up but I'm very excited for that because all three of those Oceans movies uh, are bangers. Um, yes. And I think Margaret, I even seen Barbie. I think this could be excellent. Yeah, for sure. And like the, the set that they've 
put it out, you know, it's on a boat. It's set in Monaco, I believe, you know. Yeah. It's going to be that super rich people vibe. It's going to be, you know, full of life. And they already have that chemistry, so you don't need to worry about that. And yeah, the Oceans movies are all about that chemistry between the team. Yeah. And, and it sounds like Steven Soderbergh will be directing it. Which makes um, me super happy. I love which him. Is, he, that's like his sweet spot is heist movies. I don't know if you've seen... Um, <clears throat> Oh, what's that one he did with Logan Lucky? Not, not well. Logan Lucky is great. Uh, Out of sight. It's another heist one he did with George Clooney. Uh, no, I haven't seen that. Is it good? Oh my god, it's excellent. You got George Clooney. You got uh, Jennifer Lopez, who I never thought I would enjoy in a movie. <laughs> uh, you have Ving Rhames, Don Cheadle, Love Steve them. Zahn, Catherine Keener. Albert Brooks is in it. Luis Guzman, Viola Davis, just a super stacked cast. And it's an absolute blast. Yeah. I love, I love him. You know, I saw the oceans movies when I was young and I clicked with them. I've always loved heist movies. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad showed me Guy Ritchie when I was really young and I fucking love Guy Ritchie. I will defend snatch. I'll defend Lockstock. I'll defend the, you know, even the King Arthur movie. Like I just love Guy Ritchie. His movies are so much fun. And then, I watched, you know, Logan Lucky in theaters. I saw it in theaters like three times, I think. I love that movie. It is so excellent. And Daniel Craig is just hilarious in that movie. And then, Mm -hmm. like, Side Effects. I've seen it twice now. I think it's an amazing thriller. It's really tense. Super, super cool. Really well acted. Um, Have you seen uh, Unseen? Uh, Is that Guy Ritchie? No, it's uh, Steven Soderbergh. It's oh, okay. No, I haven't. It's seen like that the, one. it's a uh, it's about this girl, and she gets like involuntarily committed into a mental hospital while she's trying uh-huh. to avoid a stalker. The entire movie is shot on an iPhone. Oh it gosh. is crazy. I think you'd really like it. It's super yeah, tense. Very very uncomfortable. Really great. I'm- an underrated Guy Ritchie for me, just before we get into our reviews, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Gentleman. When I, I was in rehab back in uh, January, and this was like when I was like, this is like when I was getting into film, I watched this one. And it was my first uh, experience with Guy Ritchie. And my oh, gosh, really? was it? Yeah, it was. I cool. just had a blast with it. It's so uh, Matthew McConaughey is excellent. Yeah uh colin farrell is always a Hilarious. delight in anything he's in um, i mean talk about range he can do anything he really does um, yeah i'll touch on killing uh, the sacred deer later but uh, yeah for sure colin farrell I mean, really has went, great range you look like he went from killing of the sacred deer you also have him playing the penguin and then you have horrible bosses yeah oh, uh, so hysterical in that he, movie he's like all right first first deal around here we need to trim the fat He's like, well, what? And uh, Jason Sudeikis is like, well, what do you mean? And he goes, I mean, we need to fire all the fat people. It's so <laughs> funny, dude. There's that incredible shot of him when Jason Sudeikis is walking later after he fires the, I can't remember his name, but the the paralyzed guy. And he's yeah. just got this lady on his lap and he's making out with her while he's holding the handicap sign. Hysterical. <laughs> like, it's so yeah. funny. I love Horrible Bosses. 
Oh, it's so it's so underrated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get into our Absolutely. movie reviews today. So you, I mean, if you've seen these, you can comment. If you haven't, yeah. you don't have to. Uh, so for all of our listeners out there, I know, I know we didn't come out with an episode on Friday. I very much apologize. We had Jagger's birthday this weekend. We had a lot going on. Um, we recorded with Brett this weekend. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out. Uh, Brett Petersell, we interviewed him. He's the, uh, uh, oh, editor and curator and writer of the eight Horville HQ at Letterboxd. Um, so he works for Letterboxd. Um, and we interviewed him and that was excellent. Um, yeah, but on Friday we were supposed to do our first two movies of the Kubrick. We were going through Stanley Kubrick's filmography. Uh, so I'm just going to run through both of those quickly for you guys today. First one, we have fear and desire. Fear and Desire uh, was Kubrick's first feature-length film. Um, it is a war film. It's just about an hour. That's the nice thing about these. Or I love 50s movies because they're all just around an hour. Uh, after their airplane crashes behind enemy lines, four, four soldiers must survive and try to find a way back to their battalion. However, when they come across a local peasant girl, the horrors of war quickly become apparent. Um this one is fine. I mean, it's not great by any means, uh, but it's, it's, it, I, I mean, you definitely see glimpses here of the director that Kubrick uh, will one day become. Um, it, and it's definitely like that. You see both of these uh, in both of these films, uh, this and killer's kiss uh, where you see like certain shots or, certain way uh things happen that you're like oh yeah this will definitely like this is definitely a kubrick movie um but fear and desire is is fine um i would really only recommend watching it if you want to watch all of kubrick's movies uh is but other than that there's no really reason to ever watch it it doesn't really do anything i mean it may do something for you but for me and apparently a lot of people it didn't do much. Um, but if you guys want to check that out, that is streaming on Prime currently. Um, and then our second one, Killer's Kiss. This was released in 1955. This is a thriller, crime, drama, kind of one of those uh, <coughs> uh, noir crime dramas from the 50s. Um the film revolves around Davy Gordon, a 29-year-old welterweight New York boxer in the end of his career and his relationship with a dancer and her violent employer. Um, this one I definitely enjoyed more than uh, Fear and Desire. Uh, it, I gave it three stars. It's still just fine. Um, but it definitely was more engaging. Um, comes in at about an hour and eight minutes. Again, it's it's okay it's you you still see the director he will soon be but it's nothing impressive it's nothing i haven't seen before especially from this era um nothing too too original nothing nothing to add there was a few shots in here that i did really enjoy uh certain mirror shots and such but that's about it um if you want to watch this, I mean, I'd recommend it. It's a nice six, it's 68 minutes, nice little fifties 
noir film. Uh, it's free to uh, watch on YouTube right now. You just have to watch it with ads. Uh, so if you don't mind watching it with ads, you can watch it on YouTube. It's also available to rent Apple TV, YouTube. Um, but yeah, those are the first two Kubricks. Uh, this Friday, uh, me and Jagger, we will be reviewing, uh, let me remember which ones. Um, let's see. So Killer's Kiss, Fear and Desire. Uh, this Friday, we will be reviewing The Killing. Um, which if you want to watch that before we do, that is streaming on Freevee. And then we will be reviewing uh, his 1957 war flick, uh, Paths of Glory, which is the first one of what seems to be like uh, all of his peak cinema movies. Um, so, and Killing looks pretty good too. So looking forward to both of those. We'll be reviewing that on Friday. Um, but yeah, Evan, um, I think you, you, you said you have seen Rush as well. Yeah. I saw it in theaters when it came out. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, my dad, cause he's a huge formula one fan. So he was like, we're going. And I had no clue oh, yeah. what the story was. I didn't know who Nikki Lauda was. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I don't remember a lot about it. Cause I've only, I saw it once in theaters and once when it, you know, was out. Yeah. I, I really enjoy these movies about, uh you know racing like four versus ferrari is awesome they're they're dad they're dad movies you know you kind of know what you're getting Mm -hmm. into when you go to see them i mean rush is a little different because nikki lauda's story is i mean it's tragic but also pretty cool and it's not it's it's pretty by the book but it's still really well acted i mean chris hemsworth is he's great in those dramatic mm-hmm. roles when he can be like, he proves it in this and Daniel mm-hmm. Brule, he is amazing in this movie. Like he's really, really talented actor. And Oh, he's so good. I mean, a lot of people just know him from MCU, but like he, he's really cool. The it's Ron Howard. If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So who directs it, you know? Yeah. So you get good directing, uh, the sound design is amazing. Like seeing those movies, I would recommend any type of racing movie. See it in the theaters. Cause those engines, they hit different in the theaters. So yeah, yeah I really liked it, it. It's, it's probably like a four star. I haven't seen it in a long time, but yeah, I really like it. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it as well. You mentioned Ford versus Ferrari, which there's a lot of parallels here to not the story because it's two different stories, but just as far as production and how the movie goes and they're just very similar movies. Right. And I've seen a lot of comparisons in reviews uh, of uh, comparing this to Ford v. Ferrari. Uh, and for me, I'd personally say I Ford v. Ferrari beats this out for me. Um uh, but the, I have Ford versus Ferrari at five stars. I think that's yeah. I probably have it at like a four point five. It's amazing. Oh, it's so, so good. good. Uh, but not to say this was also super solid. I I, I think it'll, I'll give it. I haven't rated it yet. I, I'm I'm feeling a three and a half. Um, yeah. Daniel Brule was excellent. Uh, I love him so much. Um, not only as Baron Zemo, as you mentioned. Um, who is my favorite villain in the MCU. I want everything to be centered around him. 
Um, but he's also excellent in Glorious Bastards, Burnt, The Cloverfield Paradox. Uh, I really need under... to see Burnt. Oh, it's super solid. I just I love, love cooking movies. I, I, that's what I was just about to say. I love cooking yeah. movies. So if you like cooking movies, you'll like Burnt. I, yeah. I enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, I think this is solid. I think we get some, the racing scenes are excellent. Uh, the sound design is excellent. Um, I mean, that's, that's probably the biggest thing when it comes to these racing movies is you got to make sure your sound design and how it sounds when you're in the race, uh, you got to make sure that's top tier. Um, I think outside of Daniel Bruhl and Chris Hemsworth though, I didn't see any performances that like really blew me away. I thought everybody was pretty solid, but nothing more than that um <clears throat> something we like to do with our imdb uh movies because this is our imdb i believe it's number 221 but uh evan something we like to do is we will talk about uh we have four questions that we do for every single movie okay. um first question is uh what is the most rewatchable scene here for you mm -hmm. or sequence? yeah it's tough because I haven't seen her in a long time. So yeah, yeah. You go you, ahead. It, yeah. Yeah. You, I'll see. I mean, this, the yeah. final race, uh, where, uh, Nikki Lauda kind of dips out of the final race and, uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth wins the championship. Uh, I think is, is excellent. I think it's dramatic. I think it's scored really well. Um, the next one, if you want to answer, you can, but you don't have to, we do, uh, who won this movie. So if this movie were to only win one award, what would it win the award for? Uh, I think sound design. Oh, I think the absolutely. sound design is excellent. Like Daniel Brill is incredible. I'd have to see what other stuff was nominated that year, but the sound design for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, again, it's, you really can't go wrong with racing no, movies and their sound design. Uh, and then third question, do you think this belongs on the IMDb top 250? You know, I was surprised when you said it was on the top 250. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But I probably <clears throat> pull up like what else is on there. It's a great movie. Like, mm hmm. I don't know if it's essential viewing, especially for the IMDb top 250, but I do really like yeah. it and think it is a fun movie. And, you know, it's it would be great for a weekend watch to toss on. But, yeah, I was definitely surprised when you said top 250. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot on here that we've reviewed that right. are kind of like, why is this on here? <laughs> um, or why isn't this higher up? Right. Uh, like 400 blows. I don't know if you've seen that, but that's uh, yeah, sitting comfortably at 246. Really? Kind of blows it... my mind. Wow. Yeah. I I have the 400 um, blows at a 4.5. I do really love it. Lahane yeah, is it's... 226. Wow. Yeah. I'm just looking through it. Yeah. Now. I mean, there's crazy. some wild stuff on here, and there's some stuff that definitely doesn't belong on here. Yeah. Like, wow. I don't know. Pers Oh my god, Persona is 250. Dragon, excellent. <laughs> it's an excellent animated feature. It doesn't belong on here. I um, 
like just looking at what you've seen and down, I cannot believe Persona is two fifty. I'm a huge Ingmar Bergman fan. Yeah. So I might be a little oh, biased. Don't, don't, that movie is amazing. Don't go listen to our episode where we review it. Oh really? Uh, <laughs> neither of us neither of us are huge Bergman guys, so we okay. did not enjoy it. Uh, gotcha. but also a lot of my rating goes off based how much not how good i think the movie is but how much i enjoy it right um and that one i just i was pretty bored um, it's not honestly. my favorite bergman but i get it um, i'm looking at uh this is a little off topic but i'm really curious because no, it's uh before sunset is at 219 so i'm curious about your opinions on the before trilogy i haven't seen any of them oh really i'm gonna wow. have to go watch before what what is before sunset is the second one that's correct? the second one yeah okay because we're reviewing before sunset next tuesday so i'm gonna have to watch before sunrise this weekend and then before sunset uh but it's just something i've kind of it's one of my blind spots i have a lot of blind right. spots so that's i'm not I'm gonna going. lie if you need someone to juice up before sunset bring me back because before sunset has my favorite movie ending of all time Okay, yeah, I'll let I you know. I love um, the before trilogy. <clears throat> yeah, I've I mean I've heard that's that great, that's from cool. So many people. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, but yeah, Rush for twenty one in the two twenty one in the yeah. two fifty. Uh, go check it out. Even film, go watch it with your dad. Um, Absolutely, it's, yeah, it's just, just <clears throat> he'll he'll convince film. you it's better than it actually um, is. <laughs> That's exactly true. Uh, so, to finish our episode, Evan, we usually do uh, just talk about some stuff we've been watching recently. Yeah. Um, so, what are what's some stuff you? I know you've been watching some peak recently. So yeah, my December has been insanely stacked. My December has been insanely stacked. So, yeah, I'll I'll just kind of glaze over a few. <clears throat> my brother mm-hmm. is a big physical collector, meet like person. So I stopped by his house and I borrowed his Harakiri Criterion. So I watched that for the first time. Incredible okay. film. That's a, is it, who it. directed that one? Is that a Kurosawa? Mm, it is Makoski Kobayashi. It, but oh. the reason I wanted to watch it, because it's the number one movie on Letterboxd. It's the highest rated movie on Letterboxd. Yeah. So uh, really, really good. I watched The Holdovers amazing movie especially for december it's yeah. really funny it's heartfelt it's got some great mental health dialogue it's it's just really good i watched days and confused because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people were watching that and i liked it i'm not huge on hangout movies i find they can be a little yeah. shallow just because you don't get that same emotional component to them but it was fun oh awesome yeah and then i checked off some like it hot billy wilder it's fucking hilarious it is yeah. a classic i love that movie really really great yeah wilder is great and then yeah full metal jacket i ticked off really love that i watched uh after sun again which is just a monumental film it is so powerful and impactful it's full of amazing dialogue and the the two leads mm. are just out of this world. Like Paul Mescal is just incredible in it. Um, I rewatched my favorite Bergman through a glass darkly, which 
it's just incredible you know it's about a girl yeah so it's about a, a woman who has schizophrenia and it's really interesting to see bergman tackle mental health in the 60s when that wasn't something that was super commonly talked about it's really really interesting i love that movie i watched maestro yeah um i don't know if you've seen it yet no not yet i'm waiting for it to drop on netflix right yeah i think it comes out this week or next week yeah it's good i i don't love it i find that it has I find that the first act is kind of the same as Napoleon, where it's pretty rushed through his life. It's almost that mm-hmm. like Wikipedia speed run. Yeah. Uh, so I had a bit of a hard time with that. Have you seen Saltburn? Not yet. No, I'm really yeah. behind on my 2020 yeah. release. Saltburn's coming out on Prime on Wednesday. Or uh, yeah. oh no, Friday. Most Friday. of it, I'm just waiting for it to come out on streaming. Right. Yeah. Saltburn's great. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Promising Young Woman. I'm not sure how you feel about it. If you, if you've seen it, I that one I haven't gotten around to yet. But it's, oh really? It, Emerald. It's Fennell. one it's, I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um. One thing I'm curious about is James Cameron for you. Are you a James uh, Cameron fan? I don't think. I've watched enough to make a decision on him as a director. I can tell you, I love Terminator. Yeah. It's a classic. Terminator is awesome. I hate Avatar. Oh, yeah? I can't (laughs) stand. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's something about it that just frustrates me. I mean, yeah, the visuals are great. The visuals are great, but as far as the story goes, there's nothing there. I find it so. Yeah, it's, it's dances with wolves. <laughs> what? Oh my god! You did not. It's, oh god, isn't that what everyone says? I haven't seen that movie, but isn't that what everyone says that that's the same movie? No. And J- James no. Cameron rips it off or something like that. I totally see that now, but you should that's, definitely go watch Dances with Wolves. I haven't it is seen excellent. it. It's okay. excellent. It's the uh, reason. There's a reason it's the highest grossing movie ever, right? Without inflation. Is Dances with Wolves? I think without inflation it is. Or it That's was. Insane. You wow. have to fact check me on it's that. But it film. was for a long... It was bef- like it made more money than the first Avatar, I believe. That's I watched wild. Aliens. I thought it was painfully mid. I thought... It lost yeah. all of the juice that the first alien has. You know, Ridley Scott yeah. made this incredible, tight, very tense atmospheric horror film. And Aliens kind of throws that away for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think the first hour and a half is really just kind of bland. And then when it's just Sigourney Weaver with Newt, like it's that's when it kind of picks up, when it's more tense and you know closed up and that's when i liked it so i thought aliens was pretty mid i saw godzilla minus one i don't know if you've seen it yet oh no but jagger uh thought it was pretty good yeah it's fucking awesome i don't particularly enjoy kaiju movies i don't like pacific rim i Uh. think that godzilla 2014 is very boring i i i think I haven't seen King of Monsters, so I can't comment on that, but I thought Godzilla with Kong versus Kong was fine. It's kind of boring. 
some cool actions. There, there's some cool scenes. And then this is when I really got into some juice on December. I'm sorry I'm rambling. No, you're good. I watched Magnolia, Paul Thomas Anderson. Hell it yeah, W. is incredible. It's my, I think it's my favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Oh, it's you so know, good. Tom is, Cruise is outstanding. Oh, he's, in, he's so good in it. And Paul Thomas Anderson so is the funny. person that got me into film. I saw The Master when I think mm-hmm. I was, you know, 15. And yeah. I was like, "Holy shit! Like, film. This is this is what film can be. Like, this movie is beautiful. The performances are insane, and it's just so well acted." Yeah. So I've seen most of Paul Thomas Anderson's movies. Um, I've got a few blind spots there, but I loved Magnolia. It blew me it's away. Excellent. It's excellent. A big. It's a long one, but it it didn't yeah. bother me. I've watched a lot of long movies this week. Uh, I watched The Thin Red Line, Terrence Malick okay uh, yeah it's a war film 1998 yeah. have you seen it uh no but i know of it and i've seen yeah. bits and pieces have but you I seen any and watch it all all the way through have you seen any terrence Malick? no no i haven't seen any terrence Malick, yeah. and i know the discord has been yeah with him recently so yeah, I'm, he... i might start a little watch through yeah terrence Malick's interesting because he's a very visual filmmaker his movies are beautiful like even if you think they're boring, you cannot deny they are absolutely stunning. Like Tree of Life is amazing. Tree of Life has like literally yeah. a twenty-minute sequence, and it's pretty much like watching Planet Earth. It's really interesting. Hell yeah, man! Um, I love Planet Earth. Thin Red Line's really good. The first forty minutes ish is really that Terrence Malick, artsy, very visual, showing how beautiful Earth can be, and. And then it gets mm-hmm. into the war sequences and it is just stunning. It's so interesting. He contrasts life and death and beauty and horror so well using war as a like medium for it because it's, it's not a very gory movie. It's not like saving private Ryan or, you know, one of those super bloody war movies. It doesn't yeah. do that, but it's, you know, it's still, it's pretty sad and it's got some rough moments, but yeah, it, it contrasts every sad moment with like these beautiful shots of the world. And it just really gets that cool thought in your head of, you know, good versus bad and all this. So I really like Thin Red Line. Yeah. And then Oscar from the Discord recommended me Love Exposure. This movie is in the Letterbox Top 250. It is crazy. It is four yeah. hours long. It's very weird, very over the top, super violent and super horny. It's about this guy who trains with like a bunch of ninjas to become an upskirt photographer. Mm. And it kind of just goes on from there. It was really crazy. I thought it was fun. It doesn't feel four hours long i mean it is long but it it it's pretty fun watch so you don't get bored yeah uh nearing the end grave of the fireflies my first miyazaki first studio ghibli movie wow that's a great yeah. one to start with yeah so i watched suzumi in imax earlier yeah. this year and it blew me away because i had not yeah. seen any of these you know japanese uh, you know any of these animated movies before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was a big blind spot and Suzumi blew me away so and with Boy the mm-hmm. Heron coming out 
do you watch them subbed or dubbed? Like, oh, you dubs. watch Boy and the Heron in or, sorry, subbed, Japanese? Yeah. No, subbed, for sure. Oh, okay. I, I, I hate dub. Person. Sorry, I didn't mean to say dub. Yeah, sorry, sub. No, always. no, it's all good. <laughs> I For your next one, you should um, watch um, Princess Mononoke. That's yeah. my favorite, Ghibli. And cool. it is so good. It's like an action one. Yeah. And it has a lot of messages in it about like saving the environment and stuff. It's awesome. It's super cool. Good. Yeah. But yeah. Also I feared it away. Ponyo, Nausicaa, yeah. Valley of the Wind. It, they're all excellent. Howl's Moving Castle looks really cool too. I want to oh, check that one out. So good. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a big blind spot and there's so many movies. You kind of don't know which one to pick. Um, mm-hmm. But I loved Graves of the Fireflies. Broke my heart. Very depressing. Very, very good. It's kind of in crazy. Yeah how good it looks and i love how a lot of the you know stills in that movie are just like they're just you know set pieces that don't move you know it's kind of just letting the art portray itself and you know it's like it just shows how impactful animation can be sometimes you know yeah for sure grave of the fireflies was awesome and i it had that contrast of happy and sad again like thin red line really really powerful yeah um so that was really great i watched saltburn again with my girlfriend she really liked it mm-hmm. i wasn't sure because it's kind of a crazy movie i still yeah. I'm, I'm at a 4.5 on it i really don't like the second to last scene because it kind of treats the audience like an idiot and explains everything when you don't really need the explanation because it's not a particularly hard movie to follow. Yeah. I think that scene is completely unnecessary. You'll know when you watch it. It's it's just a weird moment. Uh, and then I dove into Wong Kar Wai with Fallen Angels and Chungking Express. I don't know if you've oh, seen these yeah. two movies. No, but Jagger is a huge fan. Uh, Chunky oh, yeah. Express is his all-time favorite movie. Awesome. I loved it. Chunking Express is super cool. Very stylish. Like, Wong Kar Wai is just a master of vibes, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's just the, it's just such a cool movie to watch. Like, I, I could throw it on. Even though it's not in English, I could throw it on just vibe. Yeah. Hell it's yeah, awesome. The, the music is amazing. Fallen Angels has amazing color usage. It's really cool. They're very different vibes to me, even though they're kind of connected. They're not like sequels, but they have some interlinking plot points. Um, yeah. But it, both of those are really great. And then yesterday, uh, Oscar from the Discord recommended me Ritual from the guy who made Evangelion the anime oh yeah I believe. yeah um this movie d- blew me away i cannot recommend it enough it is so incredible it's about a guy and he's a filmmaker like an amateur filmmaker and he stumbles upon a woman one day just laying on some train tracks and he decides he's gonna film a 30-day documentary about her and this woman is complex like she has so many layers to her and he's trying to figure her out it's got great messages about mental health and depression, suicide, family troubles. It's amazing. It's really, really good. I'd recommend it a lot. Yeah, I'll have to check. That and then, out. last but not least, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Like Yorgos Lanthimos he, is just the fucking goat. He he knows he's how the to master. make you uncomfortable, man. This, yeah, like you watch 
dog tooth and it's super weird and it's got these super gross incest scenes and it's just weird and then you watch the lobster and it's this awkward love story Mm -hmm. that's got these moments of weirdness and then i know the favorite came after but the favorite has more uncomfortable scenes and it's kind of this like awkward it's, it's nowhere near as weird as the other movies but the killing of a sacred deer just feels like this culmination of weirdness everyone talks like a robot they don't talk about normal things it and they all act normal when they're talking about this weird shit it's the camera movements in this movie are incredible it's got so many yeah. scenes where the camera is slowly zooming in yeah. and it just makes you feel super tense the ending is crazy barry keoghan is out of this world and it that mm-hmm. monologue he has at the halfway point where he kind of explains what's going on it sends sends sh- chills down my spine every time i watch it i think i've seen it five or six times now it i love yeah. it so much yeah yeah he's excellent um but for me I've been watching, let's see, I'm just going to try to do a few here. because. Yeah, sorry, I went for a while, yeah. No, dude, you're all good. I'm usually the one that goes for a while because, I mean, you know how many movies I watch. Yeah, you uh, watch a lot so of movies. It, it's nice to have someone that also watches a lot of movies and likes yeah. talking about all of them. Um. Yeah, so some of the stuff I've been watching recently, um, Wilding with Liv, Liv Tyler. Um actually pretty solid uh bell powley was also in it who is king of staten island um a pretty solid like werewolf flick struggles tonally in some parts but overall it was it was pretty good uh let's see what else have i watched rewatched on the planet of the apes um yeah that whole trilogy is just is dawn your favorite oh, what is Dawn your favorite? Uh, so I haven't. This is like I'm doing a rewatch because I haven't watched them all okay. in a really long time. Gotcha. Um, I think Rise might be my favorite. Okay. But I also I remember seeing War in the theater mm. and being like, okay, that's the best one. Yeah, that's um, fair. War was I mean, they're the all they're all so damn good. They really are, and that those movies were snubbed horribly. Like Andy Serkis, honestly, deserved best actor nomination for oh, for some of them. He, he, so he's just good. he's so good, and yeah, yeah, Matt Reeves just cooked. Yeah, uh, as he always does. Yeah, uh, and then I watched The Virgin Suicides for the first time because I've been watching I, a lot of Sofia Coppola recently. I want to see that. Is it good? It so a lot of people <clears throat> really really like it. It yeah. just didn't work for me. I haven't seen any Sofia Coppola. Wow, really? Yeah, oh, I really want to watch Lost uh, in Translation. I really want to watch you it. Should, you should start with Lost in Translation. Yeah. That's what I think is her best. Bling Ring is super solid. Uh, and I've heard great things about Priscilla. Uh, a Very Murray Christmas is also a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Lost in Translation is her best. And I think that's Scarlett Johansson's best too. Uh, but, and then I watched the conspiracy, which is a horror movie about conspiracy theories and occult, which are two of my favorite subgenres of horror. So that was a freaking blast. I'm going to have to uh, check that out. Cause I love cult movies too. 
Dude, it's the best. I mean, for me at least, it's the best subgenre of horror. Um, like Midsummer. I don't know if you've ever seen um, The Sacrament, but I have. Yeah, really that good. movie's oh, crazy. It's dude, really that good. Insane. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, yeah. And then I watched uh, the sequel to The Strangers, which is like a home invasion movie. From, Did you like it? Uh, yeah, Pray at Night. I actually enjoyed quite a bit. I thought it was solid. You get some solid kills. You, 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 uh, oh, you have it at a star and a half. I, um, so I had a lot of people in the discord telling me it's really good and yeah. I watched it. And one of my things with horror movies, unless these horror movies are very self-aware, I have a big issue when the characters are stupid and mm. I thought the characters in this movie were oh, so, yeah, so dumb. dumb. I love the pool scene. The lighting was incredible. That neon yeah. backdrop was awesome. Yeah. But the characters were the issue for me in that movie. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I also think that this, it, it was trying to do an homage to those old 80s B-horror slashers. And I right. think that's kind of a staple of mm. those types of movies is the dumb characters. So, but also I can totally see where, where that would be a problem for some people. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, and then I watched, let's see, go back to my diary. Oh, excuse me. Uh, rewatch back to the future Two because I'm trying to log all of them, even though I've seen them a million times. Uh, this might be a hot take just as good. As, it's not just as good as the first, the first one is still better, but this one still a five-star film. In my opinion, I think it's outstanding. It's so I, fun. I wish I could comment on this, but I have not seen any of them. <laughs> what? Yeah, oh. I know. It's crazy. Evan, come on. I, you, I like I mean, don't even like admitting it. <laughs> the, the first one is probably, I mean, that is a perfect film in every sense of the word. Uh, and the second one is also super solid. And the third one is super solid. I mean, they're all pretty fun um let's i'll get around to him you definitely should uh revisited a christmas classic for me christmas with the cranks i talked about this earlier uh tim allen jamie lee curtis uh dan Aykroyd as uh vic frohmeyer um terrifying but also <laughs> great um i don't know why but this movie also makes me cry every time i watch it uh uh, because he gives, I don't know if you've seen it, Evan, but he gives like his uh, cruise tickets to his neighbor and it's this really yeah. sweet moment and it makes me cry like every time. Um, and I cry at like every movie, so I understand it. Hell yeah, man. I mean, I I say it, I'm proud of that. Absolutely. People are like, I don't cry at movies. I'm like, then how do you feel emotion? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I cry during the dumbest. I cried during this next one, The Mule which is uh oh yeah Clint I directed one yeah i cried during it it's a it's a drama crime it's about an old guy who becomes a drug mule and i cried during it that's just what happens uh but that was actually super solid three and a half uh you can never expect the acting from clint eastman movies to be great because he is famous for only doing like one take and then calling it good um so the acting is never like top tier, but I he mean, has it was that, solid. 
he has that other movie. I don't remember what it's called. Richard something. It's like the guy with the that finds the bomb, and then everyone is convinced that the guy did it. I gotta pull it up. Oh, Richard Jewell. Yeah, have you seen that one? I want to watch no, it. No, I, rem- but I remember Paul the trailer. Was... Paul Walter Hauser is in it, and I love Paul Walter Hauser. <laughs> nice. He was in. I don't know if you watched it, uh, but he was in uh, Cobra Kai. The TV oh yeah, show. I've seen uh, some of it, but I haven't watched it like. Oh, he's directly. so funny in it. He he's just a funny dude. Uh, but then after that, last night, this is the big one I want to talk about. So I watched this film called Relaxer, um, starring Joshua Burge and David. I can never know how to say his last name. David Dasmalchian. Dasmalchian, yeah. Nailed yeah, it. the guy who's in like every movie, ever every movie ever, yeah, every movie better. Um, he's an excellent Go. actor. Um, but he's like a classic that guy, like where you see a picture of him and you're like, oh, that guy. Yeah. Um, but let me read you the synopsis here. Uh, a relaxer. Y2K is approaching fast, but Abby can't get off the couch until he beats an unbeatable level on Pac-Man. Uh, it is a fantasy comedy but also a horror um i gave it five stars um here is a uh here's a uh good review of it that sums up the movie well without any spoilers somehow simultaneously a gross out survival comedy a masculine anxiety chamber drama in parentheses about how so many broadly accepted norms for male intimacy are defined by competition dominance and abuse and parentheses and a dilapidated apocalyptic psychic collapse brought on by commun con- consumerist ennui i don't know what that word is <laughs> i think this is the first movie textured entirely with hot co- hot couch guy detail all sweaty <laughs> bare skin on leather turtle oh milk tony hawk pro skater pixels Taco Bell wrapping, dried cherry cola on carpet, and the hum slash glow of tube TV stuff. I'm watching this movie tomorrow. <laughs> Sounds crazy. Re- oh, it's so good. Viscerally repulsive and sad. This takes 90s video games slackerdom and channels it through a surrealist nightmare with obvious shades of Bunnell and Cronenberg. It is insane. It's crazy, but it's so good. That sounds and awesome. And it's only like 90 minutes. Sweet. We it's so fun. It's so fun. Um, so I you should text me uh, text me when you watch it because I would love to hear yeah, you. Yeah, I will. I thought it was excellent. And I think it has a lot of like very Lynchian type vibes of like these undertoned themes. Um, and I think there's a lot to break down. So let me know. And I want to talk cool. about it. Where'd you watch uh, it? Uh, Prime. It's streaming on Prime. But also, if you don't have that, it is streaming on Tubi, the world's greatest streaming service. Again, this is uh, the average film enjoyers. Plead Tubi. We would love for you to sponsor us. Tubi is the best. Tubi shout is out the to best. <laughs> shout out I to love- Queen of the Trap House. Hell yeah, man! <laughs> Jeff Prophet, baby. A goat. Woo! Uh, but yeah, Tubi and Plex, man. I love free streaming services. Yeah. It's excellent. Um, but yeah, that's 
I mean, that's our episode for today. Uh, Evan, I want to thank you for coming on um, and helping Yeah, that was out super fun, me. man. I had an absolute blast. Yeah, me too. Anytime, uh, man. Let me uh, – give me one second. Um, if you guys want to follow Evan on Letterboxd, he writes really funny reviews. And he has the highest five-star rate I do. out of I anyone do. I've ever met. Um, including like every Barbie movie, apparently. Yeah, I've seen fifteen Barbie movies. Uh, they get graded on a different scale. <laughs> <laughs> but he has some great reviews. So, guys, if you want to follow him, I'll also put a link in the description. Um, his uh, letterbox. Oh, here it is. It is Evan zero five six. Is that an O or a zero? O. Oh, Evan O five six seven um so go give him a follow he has some great reviews uh i always enjoy reading them um but yeah thank you for joining us today in the average film Enjoy. yeah thank thanks for having uh, me yeah uh listeners if you guys want to find out where you can find uh more average film enjoyer content you can follow me trey the film noob on tiktok twitter uh and i think that's it uh and then and letterboxd jagger is jagger film fan on letterboxd jagger filmers on um tiktok and twitter and jagger the movie guy on instagram and twitch um check the uh check out our youtube channel subscribe comment down below what your thoughts are on rush um and some stuff you've been watching recently um, and any questions you have for me or Jagger. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, please leave us a review. I think we just hit 15 reviews, which is very exciting. 